some of the psychological benefits of interacting with horses are things like lowered blood pressure, lowered heart rate, improved social functioning, reduced stress, all kinds. Of, so it's not just, boy, they smell good and I, <laughs> and I love big, beautiful horses. There's actually a science to it. Make that first step. Get in the presence of a horse and see if it speaks to you the way that it does to so many of us. And you're never too old. And mm. you're never too old. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Powering Up, our cross-generational podcast about leadership, power, and gender. I'm Ann Doyle, author of Powering Up, How America's Women Achievers Become Leaders. And I'm Monica Doyle. I'm Ann's niece, and I bring a little bit of a different voice to this podcast. Very welcome, different generational voice. Um, and we're recording this episode just a few days after the Harvey Weinstein uh, guilty verdict. Uh, he was once one of the most powerful men in Hollywood, and he was found guilty of two charges of sexual assault and um, is on his way to prison. Hooray. And of course, I'm rejoicing that a predator who's been on uh, what I would call a decades-long crime spree of sexually assaulting, raping, and silencing women has finally been stopped. But I guess the point that I want to make is that, you know, let's not forget that it took a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigation by two very tenacious New York Times female reporters and 90 of Weinstein's victims speaking up to finally stop this powerful predator. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he's been convicted, but, you know, he's really just the tip of a gigantic iceberg of sexual harassment and assault that women everywhere are still contending with. So, you know, lots of hashtag me too, hashtag times up work still to do so that victims are believed and predators get the message that they're going to have consequences. Yeah, well, and actually, um, I one of my favorite TV shows is 30 Rock, which is uh, made and directed by Tina Fey. Yeah. And she had a couple of ribs at Harvey Weinstein in there long before any Did of this she? happened. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's of, the fact. That's the point mm -hmm. is that it was well known. Yeah, yeah, everybody knew. You know, there's like established views throughout, you know, Hollywood and throughout, you know, production companies and stuff that this guy was a predator and everybody knew it was happening. Yeah, and he uh had all these well-paid protectors, enablers, and of course, when he went to trial, the best um, you know, lawyers that money could buy. And so what a shock it was. I mean, he was stunned when that guilty verdict came in. Let's stun a couple more of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but today we're going to uh, be talking about a much lighter topic and one of my, as you know, Monica, lifetime loves, mm -hmm. which is horses. And, you know, there's something magical always about girls and horses. Yeah, and, girls and uh, horses. Girls and horses, <laughs> right? And we're finding out that women and horses, it's still magical. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but I was really lucky enough to get my first horse when I was 13 years old, and I've had horses in my life always, including still today. So let's talk about it. Right. Well, our guest today is someone who I'm sure um, has a very similar story 
about being a crazy horse girl. She is with us in the studio to talk about how she has turned her love and deep connection with horses into her life's work. Maureen Moons is the founder and CEO of Courses with Horses, LLC, a native Michigander. Awesome. Maureen is sharing her passion for horses with their powerful gifts through a program called Equine Assisted Learning. She and her four-legged co-facilitators work with corporations and individuals to help humans see themselves through the eyes of horses. Welcome, Maureen. We're happy to have you and your daughter, Angelica, in the studio with us today. And I mean, I grew up with, you know, I feel like almost the normal connection of with horses that lots of girls feel. I feel like I could have gone either way with hockey or horses. So <laughs> it's nice to have you, and I'm looking forward to talking with you today. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. You know, and I'm happy to say that I uh, met Maureen um, not that long ago, and uh, I learned about her work totally by accident because I was waiting for my lunch takeout at Half Day Cafe, which is where your cousin, my son, oh, uh -huh. Kevin, is the catering manager in Rochester Hills. Awesome restaurant. Yeah, very yummy. Yeah, yeah. But I had just come from riding with my trainer, and a woman sat down next to me, and she said to me, nice boots. <laughs> and I thought, okay, anybody who thinks dusty, mud-covered leather <laughs> boots were cool had to be a horsewoman. The muddier, the better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen those boots outside your door several times. I do clean them. You just can't tell. <laughs> well, Maureen, when did you first discover your love of horses? Oh, my gosh. I don't remember ever not loving them since the time I was tiny. Always were drawn to horses. There's something so magical about them. But do you have some memories? Like you said, ever since, um, do you have any special memories that you kind of remember about being really young and being with a horse or looking out the car window and seeing horses? Gosh, who, who doesn't when mm -hmm. you pass them? Horses, ponies. You know what I do? I remember as a young girl driving up north to my Uncle Jimmy's um, and my Uncle Jimmy and Aunt Billy and their kids always had horses and I just couldn't get out of the car fast enough. You know, I just wanted to be near them. I loved riding them, but I was totally fine just being in their presence. Mm -hmm. Just to smell them, just exactly. to groom them, just to watch them. Exactly. That yeah. smell. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that smell. But um, tell us about um, your business now, because you have um, a business called Courses with Horses, and um, this is an opportunity for people maybe who have no experience at all yeah. with horses to start feeling some of that connection that you're talking about. Exactly. And so um, it's important to mention that in our program, there's no riding. Hmm. All of this is structured activities that happen on the ground where we're partnering these sentient beings, these horses with humans and really watching the magic, you know, that happens when, when we do these programs. So give us an example. For example, I know that you work with individuals who can come and do this work with you mm -hmm. of all ages. I know you've worked with high school girls, but also you do work with corporations. Yes. And so like what's what can they experience, let's say, rather than going and doing a team bonding experience of, you know, playing paintball yeah. versus yeah, exactly. <laughs> coming and being with your horses? That's such a good question. It's such a good point because a lot of those programs are very competitive. Mm -hmm. So here you're taking this team that's supposed to be cohesive and you're, you know, shooting each other with <laughs> painful <laughs> objects. Yeah. A lot of yeah, fun, lot but of what's fun. what what are you learning here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um in our programs, 
you know, and I'm so excited to work with individuals, but I'm especially excited to bring this to the corporate world because honing that human side of individuals is, you know, they're not soft skills. They're mandatory skills. Mm -hmm. We can't get along in a work environment without these skills. And horses will help hone that, um, as I said before. So they have the power to, to really influence people in powerful ways. I don't want to get too clinical, but can I, um, you know, this answer, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes sense to go back a little bit and talk about why people feel the way they do around horses. Okay. Yeah. So if I could. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Take I just, us back. So um, there's tools that can measure humans' energy field, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the HeartMath Institute has a lot of scientific evidence about this. They measure a human's energy field about 8 to 10 feet around. That's, that's how far out we can measure it. So that's pretty spectacular. But imagine a horse's electromagnetic field is wow. five times that. Yeah. Really? Yes. So a horse is so in tune. You a know, very sensitive creature. Very sensitive. So, you know. Um, and I guess this is because they are prey animals. Is that exactly, why? Yes, exactly. The prey animals are on heightened alert at all times. Mm-hmm. So they can hear your heartbeat four feet away. So as you're approaching a horse, they know before you arrive, you know, kind of your energy and what's going on with you. So So we know that? I mean, that can be measured? Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. It's it's, honestly, there's scientific data and and studies that have shown that. And and the HeartMath Institute, as I mentioned earlier, has done most of that research, but there's others also. So they've also identified what, that likely horses have a, um, it's called a coherent, heartbeat or coherent rhythm. So it explains why we feel better in the presence of horses. Mm-hmm. Um, they found that coherent heart pattern, it's called HRV, is a robust measure of well-being and constant steady state. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, it is. Like so said, then they, are you saying that what they are able to measure with this is that they give off some kind mm-hmm. of an aura or energy that calms people? Exactly. It's yeah. an addictive. That coherent heart pattern is indicative of a system that can recover and adjust to stressful situations very efficiently. So some of the out, you know, some of the psychological benefits of interacting with horses are things like lowered blood pressure, lowered heart rate, improved social functioning, reduced stress, all kinds. Of, so it's not just Boy, they smell good, and I <laughs> and I love big, beautiful horses. There's actually a science to it. Well, and so it's actually interesting to me this um, concept that lots of girls, especially, tend to form these bonds with horses. And the inter- the most interesting thing about it to me is kind of the psychology of it, because a horse is an extremely powerful creature. Exactly. You know, it's it's a prey creature, but we literally use it to measure, you know, strength. You know, horsepower. Exactly. It's a powerful, strong animal, perfectly capable of killing humans. And I know you've been injured by horses before. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, And prey meaning they're the prey. Yes, I mean, they, they, that's why this heightened sense of alert. Yeah. Exactly. But but at the same time, it's it's not it's a cre- it's a dangerous creature mm-hmm. if if you misunderestimate it. You're right. And and yet um, women especially do seem to form these very close bonds and connections with it. So I'm really interested in the psychology of, you know, power but a calm spiritual connection Yeah, that horses seem to 
offer humanity, which has obviously been around for years and years and years. And so I'm I'm assuming that in in your course you kind of harness this yeah. to help people, you know, instead of that high energy amped up, you know, business like kill or be killed environment. <laughs> wow. It's, it's yeah. an interpersonal spiritual connection. That is, I loved your word harness. <laughs> I, truly. I, I know you didn't do that, that on purpose. <laughs> that was so good. Because truly, so they're, they're these responsive beings that really will hold a mirror up to us. Mm. So I think that that is another reason why we're so drawn to them. Um, but they are our co-facilitators. So we don't use horses as tools to gauge, yada, yada. We're actually using these horses as co-facilitators. So with these structured activities, um, you know, through their nature and their ability to reflect what people are communicating, they, they give us these gifts of immediate feedback. They don't care if you're the CEO. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter to them what your business card says or if you drive a BMW. None of that matters. What matters to them is how you show up in the moment. So that's an interesting idea. The thing that it kind of conjures in my head uh, is that every person is a person to a horse. Mm -hmm. You know, the the strongest person in the company and the lowest person in the company are the same person to Absolutely. a horse. And, you know, obviously they'll probably face their own struggles connecting. So in your courses with horses, you said that there's no on-horse. Uh, it's all on the ground and just interacting with horses. So what types of things do people do at these it's, that's a great question, too, because it's hard to imagine, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not riding a horse, what are you doing with them? So these goal-oriented activity, goal activities are, are based on what outcomes we want to see. So we work with that individual or that client to determine what they, um, that they feel is an organization that they need, right? And that's, we work towards that. So we build the program based on those goals. And we really use those activities to focus on the sensory, the behavioral, the communication skills, and the horse serves as really an energetic and metaphoric reflection of what, what's working and what's not. So we're not just focusing on changing their behaviors. If there's something that's working, let's capitalize on that or let's emphasize that. So an example of an exercise, um, just off the top of my head, one that I like with leaders is something called leadership in a box. So we give those folks time, maybe five or ten minutes, to talk amongst themselves. And we've got lots of tools they can use to build a box in the arena, mm -hmm. on, the, on the arena floor. So there's PVC pipes and hula hoops and lead ropes and traffic cones, all kinds of things. And how big is this box? Well, that's up to... Oh. Yeah. There's, no, like there's very little guidance. You've got these, this little toolbox of things, of, of uh, mm -hmm. um, things you can stuff. use to build stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and um, it's up to them as a team to come together with what they want their box to look like. But the ultimate goal of this exercise is together to get one of the horses, mm -hmm. whichever one they've chosen to work with, um, and we kind of see which horse shows up. Sometimes mm -hmm. the horses choose who they want to work with. And they do. They, they do. They really do. They do. So um, they need to get the horse at liberty mm -hmm. into the box. So okay. at liberty means no halter, no lead rope, no bribing, no just, touching. Just encouraging mm -hmm. it. Exactly. So if you can move a 1,200-pound animal just with your energy mm -hmm. and your intention and your clear communication, nonverbal, imagine what you can do with your folks. It's astoundingly similar to what you need 
to move your employees and to motivate your employees. Yeah. So how then have you seen people who come out of these courses, like what kind types of things have you noticed that they learn from them but to, to like how to interact with each other as a result? Yeah, or things they say afterwards. Absolutely. Showing up authentically. Mm-hmm. So, well, here's an example. We had a corporation come out and the team was made up of um, different levels in the organization. And the exercise was to go into the... Um, pasture area and choose a horse you wanted to work with. So there was a leader that picked what appeared to be the most dominant horse. Mm, Dominant. And when they got to the point where he had to go put the halter on the horse, the horse wouldn't let him near him. Yeah. (laughs) So the horse immediately reacted to his energy. Well, we went back into the classroom and we debriefed. And with his permission, he was very gracious because he was open to change. Mm -hmm. The folks that were on his team mentioned that they felt his energy, this leader's energy, before he necessarily physically got to them. Like when he would come in the office, they knew he was there. And it wasn't always positive. But he was open to it. And we spent the day kind of working on that, being open and authentic, and even sometimes being vulnerable. That's how you make a connection. Mm -hmm. By the end of the day, there was a bond there. Yeah. Between him and the horse or him and his employees? Both. That's so great. Exactly. You Mm -hmm. you took the words right out of my mouth. Both. The horse was actually approaching him Mm -hmm. in a calm way. Um, He recognized the tension and kind of the just unhealthy energy that he was exuding every day. And it was due to stress and it was due to an acquisition and things like that. It's understandable, but it's uh, not the most effective way to lead. And yeah. that's what your point about horses are a mirror because you really need to be very calm around horses. Yes. Because if you're not, it makes them nervous. Exactly. You know, and skittish for good reason. If they, if they feel like there's something tense there, then they're going to be tense. Exactly. But I want to give us a sense of um, um, the certification and the training and things that you've had to go through in order to be able to do this kind of training with horses for others. Yeah, excellent. Thank you for that question. I have to tell you, I've always been passionate about human potential. My professional career has been um, very rich with positions where I was working in organizational development in some form or fashion. Coupled with my passion for horses, I knew... Um, Back around 2000, 2008, 2009, I had a terrible um, health diagnosis, 21 months of chemo. I came out the other side absolutely so committed to, you know, I was going to do this someday. I was going to do this someday. I was going to couple my passion for human potential with horses. I didn't allow someday to get pushed out any further. You know, my clock is ticking louder, and I started right away, and I went to um, through a program called the Herd Institute. HERD stands for Human Equine Relational Development, and I received my certification from the HERD Institute. From there, I partnered with a program called E3A, which is the Equine Experiential Education Association, and I went through three levels of certification with that organization. Fast forward to now, and I'm working with individuals and corporations and really living my best life. It's amazing just coupling those two things that I care so much about. Wow, that's great. You know, and one of the things that anyone who um, works with horses and understands horses is you never stop learning. Yes. I mean, I don't care if you've been with horses for 50 years. I mean, they're constantly teaching. Um, what are you learning these days? I mean, obviously, you have a lot of experience with horses, but how about what you learn? Oh, gosh. You know, I, every single day, 
There's something, you know, it, I can set an agenda for one of these programs of workshops mm-hmm. and there is no, I don't know what's the joke about don't work with kids and animals. <laughs> Look, at there's no setting a firm agenda because everybody's going to show up different at a different place. Um, you know, every day I learn something different and I have a saying that, that um, you can't make this up. Yeah. When, when the horses... Um, participate the way that they participate it's just honestly amazing and I want to add you know I was talking about that that a minute ago I want to add that the barn is a no judgment zone yeah you had no right or wrong Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. so however somebody shows up is how they show up there is absolutely no judgment the experience is about participants accomplishing the goals in their own way and the horses are simply there to facilitate well, and one thing that I've actually seen, I mean, we've all seen a lot of it in, like, movies and TV, is this concept of, you know, like, the person who has to kind of take a step back to get to know the horse. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of movies with that subject. There's I've even seen episodes of TV shows that go over that subject. You know, people using the horse as an obstacle that they can't overcome the way that they're doing things. They have to yes. change the way they're doing things mm. in order in order to overcome this obstacle and the obstacle being making a relationship with this animal. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's something interesting to me that I've always seen about horses. Uh, another thing that I've always seen <laughs> is just this idea that, you know, people will literally jump a fence to go, you know, pet a horse <laughs> and stuff like this. I know I that's have us. several yeah. times. <laughs> a horse. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I feel that never goes away, I don't think. Well, and I also kind of wanted to take a second to ask Anne about her experience with horses, too, because this is a pretty big subject for you, Anne. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) this is an incredible subject for me. And, you know, I'm also an example of an incredible phenomenon that's going on right now, which is the fact that, um, you know, horses used to be vehicles. I mean, they were transportation and they they were plows and, you know, they were work. And um, but I mean, we still talk about the the horsepower that an engine yeah. has, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, but now horses really have transitioned. I mean, they're very important still in humans' lives, but more as companions. And um, there's all kinds of things that um, they're starting to realize that horses can um, teach mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. As, as you're doing, Maureen. And, um, you know, the uh, what's happening also is there's this gigantic boom of middle-aged and baby boomer women <laughs> who either always loved horses and never had any experience or maybe had experiences with horses when they were kids and then got involved in life and family and all those kinds of things and suddenly are like back into horses mm-hmm. and they're riding and they're driving and yes. they're competing and they're buying horses. And I'm a perfect example of that because I was a horse crazy little girl. And, uh, you know, when uh, my family, I'm one of seven kids. And when my dad took us all to the uh, amusement park, all my brothers and sisters would go to the roller coaster and all these other things. And I'm like, I'll be right here sitting on the ponies. Even when I run out of tickets, I'll be right here. Yeah, they knew where to find around. me. Around and around and around. Yeah. And, you know, and I was lucky enough to have my first horse when I was 13. That's so, mm-hmm. yeah, I was very, very lucky to um, have horses growing up. But then also, I had a big chunk of time in my life, several decades, where I didn't have horses, but I always had this dream that um, someday I would have horses uh, at my house. Mm-hmm. And um, I achieved that dream. That that That's day awesome. came, you know, just like you were talking about, Maureen, your 
your biological clock. It's yes. a different biological yeah. clock. You know, the biological horse clock absolutely was ticking. And I said, wow, when am I going to do that dream? And uh, Monica, well, you used to sit on Winchester when yeah. you were a little girl and ride with me. Well, in my whole life, you know, she's lived on a horse farm and had horses. Like, it was always, let's go to Aunt AJ's. She has oh. horses. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so I ended up um, having a son who, you know, had a pony up in the barn. Yeah, what and was my son, name? Kevin, had um, Shannon. Shannon. But my son, Kevin, had absolutely no interest in horses. And, um, you know, from the time he was a little baby on my back, you know, with those little carriers, and I would say, Kevin, horsey, horsey. And Kevin would say, tractor, tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Nature, nurture. Yeah. I've got a son that is exactly like that. He will do everything I need in the house, but when it comes to cleaning the stalls or doing anything with the horses, it's Angelic and I out there. Well, and you have to kind of consider that as, you know, part of like the psychology that I was bringing yes. up earlier. You know, men are like e more easily drawn almost to these things that they can fully control without any additional effort. And then, you know, women are willing to put out a little bit more effort to control this thing that they have to have a more of a symbiotic relationship. That's right. Or influence this thing. Influence, it's yes. It's not even about control. It's, yeah. Because you can't really control a gigantic animal like that. You have it's to It's an ask. illusion. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the idea, you know, and like with like a tractor, you know, you can stop and you can break it down and you can figure out what like it is that's making this thing not listen to you but with a horse you know it's like all of those movies you have to take a step back and approach it from a different angle and that that's what you're and that's amazing. what you're teaching is all about. that's right yeah it's building that relationship it's it's investing the time to bond mm -hmm. and create that trust and it's a longer process but i venture to say that the payoff is thousand times more than being able to steer a tractor well and it's it's interesting to me too because Obviously, men can still form that bond with horses, and women can still drive a tractor. Drive a tractor, <laughs> but it's just what we almost are gravitated towards. Yes. It's what we are uh, interested in in doing. You know, like women almost want to overcome the obstacle of getting to know that horse. Yeah. Where's your joy? Yeah. Where's your joy? So, Maureen, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in your um, courses with horses? Uh, so um, our website, www.courseswithhorses.com, and all of our contact information is out there. We would love to see how we can share the, the powerful experience that these programs provide. And these horses, these wonderful creatures. Well, and many of our listeners may have always had that little voice inside of them yearning for experiences with horses, but maybe never had a chance uh, to interact with them to have that, you know, experience overcoming the obstacle of how do I get to know this creature? Mm -hmm. um, so what kind of message would you give them about, you know, pursuing that? Pursue it. Pursue it. Just Honestly, do it. Don't, it, don't do it someday. You don't know when someday can, you know, be out of reach. So yeah. do it now. Find a local facility. There are so many places around every area, urban and rural, that would offer horseback riding lessons, a day on the farm, an hour on the farm. Make that first step. Get in the presence of a horse and see if it speaks to you the way that it does to so many of us. And you're never too old. And mm. you're never too old. 
Well, thank you so much, Maureen Moons, founder and CEO of Courses with Horses, uh, for talking about with us about how you work with corporations and individuals to help humans see themselves and learn through the eyes of a horse. It's been my privilege. Thank you. I'm Ann Doyle. And I'm Monica Doyle. And let's all go. Power power up. Thanks for joining us at Powering Up. We hope you'll subscribe and share us with your network. And Monica and I would love to hear from you through the Powering Up Women Facebook page. And remember, power is the currency for getting things done. Claim yours and put it to work.